The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. November 30th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in on this last day of November. No. Good morning, Pat. You're back from your Texas Thanksgiving vacation. I can't believe it's the last day of November. And the last day, uh, the last month of the year starts tomorrow. Where did it go? It's you know what is funny because we got one more month to write 2023 and then we have another month to write 2023 because we keep forgetting to write 2024. It, it does feel like it's been kind of a quick year when we look back at it from this vantage point. It does. And yes, it's good to be back in the saddle, Brenda, to celebrate this last day of November with you, the Feast of St. Andrew and Aaron Earhart's birthday. So happy birthday, Aaron. Happy, happy <laughs> birthday to Aaron and Andrew. They're pretty close. Um, I think they were uh, some good friends of Jesus, too. They're, they're both fishers of men, that's for sure. So today, because it is the Feast of St. Andrew, starts a St. Andrew Christmas Novena. And you have to pray it 15 times a day. And, you know, that's a little bit unusual for a novena. And it right. goes all the way through Christmas Eve. And I've already gotten five in this morning. Have so, you? Yeah, I have. Okay. I've been counting. I've kind of kind of mark them off with a little tick box and uh, check them off. But uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about how you can keep up with that. Because it is an unusual but very, very powerful novena. And we'll have details on how you can use that Hail Mary Media app to help you keep track of that and pray the novena. It's that no the... Hail Mary Media app. I use it every day. So of the thousands of reported uses that Sarah gets on the use of the Hail Mary Media app, so we kind of know how many people are using it. Yeah, I'm one that uses it every day. So if you've not downloaded it, do that today and start that novena. It's while well, you do pray it 15 times, it's not a real long prayer. Oh, oh no, very it, it'll quick. just take a few minutes every day, but it's a very powerful one. It begins again today, goes all the way through Christmas Eve. That's the last day of the novena. And boy, if you did that every day throughout Advent, boy, you would be ready for just a beautiful and holy Christmas celebration. And uh, it's a wonderful, quick prayer, but it really kind of takes you right there to the nativity, right there into the into the into the cave, into the barn, and and uh, right there at, at the at the manger. It's it's just a beautiful, beautiful prayer. This Advent season, also these first next couple of weeks, at least here at Mater Day Radio, uh, starts a season of giving too, and we are so excited because Mater Day Radio once again, we have partnered with the Grotto. We've got tickets to give away in All the next right. couple of hours, so stay with us. Those family packs of tickets are so popular. We've given away two sets over the last couple of days, Patrick. Our phone lines have lit up. People really want to get to the grotto this year. What a beautiful way to really focus in on that incarnation, on the gift that Christ is uh, coming to earth as an infant. Unfortunately, Brenda, I don't know if you want to go to the grotto this weekend. It might be a little wet out there. We have got a pineapple express headed our way. Lots of rain. We're going to get as much rain in the next week as we got for the entire month of November. What? That's what they're predicting. I mean, they're going to open up the taps because it is going to get really <laughs> wet. I guess one of the good things about that is it's, we're going to get some snow. And if you're a skier, 
Get ready. Oh, I love looking at the snow. And Patrick, I have got to say, I have got a most beautiful ear scarf or head scarf from your mother. She made this with her own hands. She did. It's she did. beautiful. Thank yeah, you she, so much for this. She is a a, a knitting fool. I, I, well, I probably not ought to use that <laughs> word, but uh, she loves to, to knit, and and she just uh, uh, really wanted to make these for everybody. But they're great. They really keep your head warm. You know, I don't have much hair on my head, but okay. Uh, with that, it stays warm. It works really, really well. I think you're gonna like it. I think I'm gonna love this too because for me, and especially for all my daughters at home too, we love this style because it's not closed top and we have a lot of hair and so you just pull your hair back and it keeps your ears and your forehead warm and then you know if you get too warm it lets it out of the top that is perfect so thank you mama ryan for that it is beautiful and that is my favorite color purple all right we got a great show ahead coming up pat what do you got uh well we've got a regime change in corvallis if you're a uh, follower of beaver football new football coach there we'll be talking all about the the new guy on campus who's not a new guy on campus. Uh, we'll tell you more about what that means just ahead. Fantastic. And Pat, the Healing the Whole Person conference begins today. It feels Exciting. like all the way back in August, I think, is when we first started talking about this. We knew that it was coming up. I think they have something like 1,200 people wow. getting ready to gather there. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to hear from Monsignor Sayek and his thoughts about this great conference. There is still time to get in on it. You really? can head down there and sign up today. So we're going to be talking about that as well. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We'll kick things off now with Cooper Ray and Wake the Dawn. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Wake up the giant in my heart It sleeps so soundly in the dark Warm my soul with the morning sun Light up creation with all you've done
desire to let the whole world see that you are God, you are the King, my Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. That's Cooper Ray and Wake the Dawn, which is what we're doing. 710. And just ahead, we will be checking in with a brand new religious order here in the Archdiocese of Portland. It's the Sisters of the Little Way. And we'll be uh, talking with Sarah Kinsey and the Sisters up next after we check that wet and rainy weather forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. What's the best way to stay on top of things in our local Catholic community? Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities. And you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves. Simply search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. In just minutes, you'll be accessing our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus, you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, it's Mater Dei Radio and the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Oh my goodness, the Pineapple Express is coming. It's going to be wet, 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 wet. 
I mean, a 100% <laughs> chance of rain, mostly after oh. 10 a.m. today, and that's just going to last uh, all Days. the way. Yeah, all the way th- for the next weekend. I mean, in, into Monday and Tuesday. Uh, high today reaching 39. That snow level is going to rise from 2,400 feet up to 3,100 feet. Uh, but uh, the rain is a coming, Brenda, so get ready for that. If you got errands to run, do it this morning. Uh, as I said, the rain should be here around 10 a.m., and it's not going to let up for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Lots of rain coming our way. You were supposed to bring some of that I, Texas weather with you. We did have a long spell of dry weather for yeah, sure, you, though, you, so you did, but, we should uh, not be complaining. It, it, this is going to be the opposite of that. <laughs> a little liquid gold coming over the next week. Currently, it is 38 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 34 at St. Thomas More Parish here in Portland. Did you know that a new group of sisters are in the first steps of forming a new religious community right here in Oregon? This year, the Sisters of the Little Way of Beauty, Truth, and Goodness have moved to our local area, and they are pursuing a very important mission in our church. This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and I am so excited this morning to speak with Sisters Maria Kim, Sister Teresa Alethea and Sister Danielle Victoria. Welcome, sisters. It's just wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. It's great to be here. Uh, It's just a wonderful day. We've been looking forward to doing this interview for a while. And I started seeing all three of you around earlier this year. I think it was the summertime. Uh, Maybe first it was at a Young Catholic Professionals event. But then we just kept running into each other (laughs) and all the different different Catholic things in the area. And I remember that you came to an event that Mater Dei Radio did out at Lady Hill Winery. And I just thought it was so fun. My family got to sit with you and Bishop Steiner, and they just loved uh, spending time with you. And we're just we're just so grateful to have you here in our local area. Sister Maria Kim, I'll ask you first, how are you liking it here? Oh, I'm, we're so delighted to be here. Yeah, I've just been so, I've been edified by the Church of Portland. It's, um, mm. it's so warm. I don't, I didn't really didn't know what to expect coming here. I just think of like Portland as a big city. Right. In my previous community, I was stationed in big cities. And I don't know, I just found that sometimes in like city folk are, they tend to be like, busy Mm -hmm. and busy about their own things. But I have found the Catholics in Oregon are pretty tight knit and like a family. Everybody knows everybody. They care about one another. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of interesting to um, to see that many um, people in Portland have um, kind of farming roots. Yes. And I feel like that gives a particular flavor to the pace of life of the Catholics here. Um, people really take time to get to know each other and to help each other. And I've been so evangelized by the people here. Oh, that's wonderful you say that. And I, you know, I've never thought about it that way, but I'm from a farming family too. A lot of my friends and, and families are as well. And I, but I never really thought about that impacting like our pace of life. But I, I think you're right. Even the Catholics that didn't grow up on a farm, I think they're still very like very down to earth. And like you said, it's just a big family. We all kind of get to know each other and it's a small community. It's a small Catholic world, but that's a beautiful thing. I I just really love that as well. So thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) You're welcome. So a lot of people maybe aren't familiar with with you as um, as the Sisters of the Little Way yet. So I guess we'll kind of just jump right in. Uh, Sister Danielle, I know this is a big question, but 
this is a brand new religious order that's in the process of being formed right now. So can you share for our listeners who don't know anything about you, how it is that the Sisters of the Little Way really came about? Sure. Wow. In the mind of God, <laughs> uh, like a mystery to us was this journey. For all of us, we were a part of another religious community for many years, myself, 10, Sister Maria Kim for 20 years, and sort of oh. Sister Teresa Lethia, 12. And we really thought that we would spend forever. I was in my um, junior it, so I had made my first vows, and the same with Sister uh, Teresa Lethia, and Sister Maria Kim was in her perpetual vows. And all of us made those vows with the intent of forever. Mm-hmm. It was written in our vow formula. Um, so the Holy Spirit worked in each of our lives very uniquely and individually bringing about this charism. We knew each other and we had worked closely together in our apostolate. And as we began to hear and see this resonance of what the Lord was doing, it became more and more clear that the Lord was not just calling us out of something, but into himself in a deeper way, mm. into relationship with him in a new and mysterious way. And so it really took a lot of courage to take that step into kind of the darkness of what it was that he was calling us into, but it was it was becoming more and more clear. So we were all working together very deeply in our apostolic work in our previous community. And this growing desire was shared among us to reach those who were furthest from the church. And we were mm. realizing that our work was really kind of preaching to the choir. It was really staying within the pond of those who are in the pews or those who were catechized. And there were moments where our work was able to get to um, larger audiences or people who were away from the church. And you could see the longing and the desire mm-hmm. for it. And so that desire, that desire to reach those who are furthest, feel furthest from God's love, those who maybe aren't necessarily interested mm-hmm. in the message that you have to communicate, like that aren't really looking for the gospel or even maybe disillusioned by the example of those who have been proclaiming the word of God, right? Require a different organization of your resources and the way in which you communicate that message really matters, that it has to be relevant to their experience and it has to have, um, it has to be beautiful. It Mm -hmm. has to be captivating and it has to speak to the pain also that and acknowledge um, the reasons why people are away from the church. And so that desire to to reach a group of people who maybe aren't necessarily interested in what we have to say was was growing. And then also that along with it, recognizing that there's a need to acknowledge the sins of the abuse crisis and mm-hmm. how that unfolded and the scandal that that has caused. And there's really a need for healing there. There's a need for reparation and repentance for those things. And that has to be a message that's not just compartmentalized and said on the side, mm-hmm. but that is integrated in all we do. And Jesus is saving forgiveness, you know, that that is extended to us. We need not be afraid of, of our own mistakes, mm-hmm. of, of the ways we have mishandled things or the people who have been hurt by our actions but we should have courage in Jesus Christ that we can face those head on and that he will release his healing power through that. Wow. 
So as as you all have been kind of discerning this mission, Sister Maria Kim, how how have you seen that kind of develop and where are things as a group you've seen that we really need to focus on that, that maybe we're missing right now? Yeah, thanks for that question. I think as we've started to step into this space of receiving a charism from the Lord, we've thought about what is the urgent need of evangelization of our day. Okay. And we're thinking about our own family members that have left the church. I have people that are very dear to me that were even in ministry circles and they've they've left the church and it doesn't seem like they're coming back. Mm. And I've also thought about how we live in the time right now where like let's say 20 years ago when I first entered a religious community People spoke about people leaving the church, but they spoke about it in such a way that they thought, oh, they'll come back for the sacraments. They'll come back for their marriage. They'll come back to baptize their kid or for a funeral. But I think that right now we're living in a time where people have left the church and they are not even thinking about the church for those, you know, high moments in their life Mm -hmm. anymore. And as we kind of considered that, why is that? We asked those kinds of questions we realize that there is an elephant in the room um, when we speak about evangelization. Why is it difficult to propose belonging to the Catholic Church in our day? I think one of the most simple answers to that, that might be the majority of the answer, is that there is this elephant in the room. It's the sex abuse scandal that first developed in, you know, at the beginning of 2002 with Mm -hmm. the Boston Globe article. And then again with Theodore McCarrick, but in those cases, and then the Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report, et cetera, in those cases, I think that people in the pews, you and I, normal people, we want to see our leaders stepping out there and taking a lead and saying, I am sorry, I know that I represent Jesus Christ, who is love and mercy. Right. Um, and, and, and I think that that's, I think that's what we've been discovering is the new evangelization has to begin with an attitude of sobriety, of humility and repentance. Wow. That's very powerful. And, and, and I think you're right. That's so needed. It's like, you know, and here at Mater Day Radio, we're all about sharing the good news. But but if we're missing that elephant in the room, like you said, we were not going to be very effective at, at bringing people in and at inviting them in. Sisters, this is just such an important conversation, uh, but we are coming up against our break. Will you stay with us and we'll continue our conversation um, in the next half hour? Of course. 723 at Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and we are celebrating the Feast of St. Andrew. The St. Andrew Novena starts today and goes all the way through Christmas Eve. We want you to pray with us, and the best way to do that is on the Hail Mary Media app. You can set reminders for your all your prayers, not just the St. Andrew Novena, but all your prayers. It's easy, but you need to download the app, and you can do that. Get all the details at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Are you looking for something to do this autumn rather than raking leaves? How about making plans to donate your old car to Mater Day Radio? In fact, we'll also accept the donation of a truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. In the process, you'll be supporting a faith-filled broadcast reaching thousands of listeners every day. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Check it out on our website at materdayradio.com. Now, doesn't that sound better than raking leaves? The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And U.S. statesman Henry Kissinger has passed away at the age of 100. Details on that just ahead. And if you are heading out to the grotto, we have got a package for you. We will be giving away soon a six-pack of tickets to the Grotto. That'll be coming up after our next weather report. So stay with us. Here is Dana Catherine with Beautiful Love. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. It's getting harder To separate when you're farther I feel out of place, out of place It's like your gravity is beckoning, begging me to stay in your beautiful love, your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love, your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful king of all history, your own mystery, and I can't keep away from your beautiful
and that is Dana Catherine with Beautiful Love. It is 7.30. Former United States Secretary of State Henry Kissinger has died at the age of 100. Kissinger died at his home in Connecticut yesterday, according to Kissinger Associates Incorporated. The cause of death was not released. Kissinger was born in southern Germany in 1923 and became one of the most celebrated U.S. statesmen in modern time, helping former President Richard Nixon established U.S. relations with China, negotiating the 1973 ceasefire with North Vietnam and reaching Cold War detente and arms agreements with the former Soviet Union in shuttle diplomacy to defuse Middle East tension. Kissinger at the same time was an intensely controversial figure and a lightning rod for critics of Nixon's foreign policy, particularly in conduct of the Vietnam War and its expansion into Cambodia, which was followed by the rise of the genocidal Khmer Rouge. Pope Francis said health care professionals on Thursday that he has very acute infectious bronchitis and was advised not to travel to Dubai to avoid the extreme change in temperature. Now, despite feeling under the weather, the Pope maintained a very full schedule on Thursday with nine official meetings scheduled for the morning, including an audience with the International Theological Commission, bishops from Canada and German Bishop Heiner Wilmer. Now, the Vatican has described the Pope's health condition as influenza with lung inflammation that has caused him some breathing difficulties. Now, bronchitis is a different but common complication of influenza that can cause a nagging cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, and chest pain. A CT scan at a Rome hospital on November 25th ruled out pneumonia, according to the Vatican. Earlier this morning, Israel and Hamas agreed to extend their ceasefire by another day, just minutes before it was set to expire. The truce in Gaza appeared increasingly tenuous as most women and children held by the militants have already been released in swaps for Palestinian prisoners. As word of the extension came this morning, gunmen opened fire on people waiting for buses where a main highway from Tel Aviv enters Jerusalem, killing at least three people and wounding several others, according to police. International pressure is mounted for the ceasefire to continue as long as possible after nearly eight weeks of Israeli bombardment and a ground campaign in Gaza that had killed thousands of Palestinians, uprooted three-quarters of the population of 2.3 million, and led to a humanitarian crisis. The Healing the Whole Person Retreat begins today. Renowned speakers and authors Dr. Bob Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and Bart Schutz will be leading the conference happening at Our Lady of LeVang Church in Happy Valley. Monsignor John Syak joined Archbishop Sample recently on Voice of the Shepherd with more on the conference. I, what I found in, in Dr. Bob's work is excellent synthesis of good psychology and good spiritual uh, theology and 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 the and the church and the sacraments and the churches so he, he's he's made this nice integration and to be able to present to people in a way that that makes sense to them even if you don't have a background in any of this and 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 i i myself experienced the the benefit of of his approach 
This format helps participants to see and experience God's healing love through teaching, prayer, personal reflection, adoration, and the sacraments. Now, Sacred Heart in Medford, Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove, and Star of the Sea in Brookings will live stream the conference in English, and St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield will have a Spanish language live stream. In sports, a new era has begun for Oregon State football. The university officially introduced Trent Bray as the Beavers' new head coach during a press conference yesterday, just a few days after the sudden departure of Beavers coach Jonathan Smith. Two years ago, Bray was named the interim defensive coordinator with the Beavers, and now he's the man in charge in Corvallis. Bray also said in the press conference yesterday that he will not be coaching in the Beavers' upcoming bowl game as he wants to focus on his efforts in recruiting both players and coaches for his new staff for the Beavers. Parishioners at St. Joseph's Parish in Vancouver collected more than 200 coats this fall to help their homeless neighbors stay warm this winter. Sharon Barracks, who started Coats of Kindness at the parish, said, So many of us are so blessed compared to many other people in the world, and being able to share our blessings, thinking of others, is so important. For years, Barrick said she had wanted to collect coats to help people in need, especially cold weather gear for children. But she struggled to figure out where the need existed, how to collect donations and the delivery logistics. So the answer became clear when her husband, Jeff, started volunteering with the Winter Hospitality Overflow Shelter, an interfaith community-supported program in Clark County. Known as WHO, the program offers overflow shelters for families and women from November through March, according to their website. With volunteers from churches and other organizations, the shelters at two Lutheran churches offer a warm place to sleep, a hot shower, and a meal. So the momentum increased when Jane Seidel, who oversees the overflow shelter for families and individuals, agreed to accept the coats that are clean and in good repair. And St. Joseph Parish agreed to support the ministry. So after advertising collection dates in the parish bulletin, the couple set out collection boxes at a church. Jeff picked them up and brought the donations to the couple's home where Sharon sorted through the coats, cleaned them as needed, and plied her needle to some minor repairs. Coats of Kindness is wrapped up for this year, Barrick said, but next year she might try expanding it to other local parishes if get a little bit of help. Scott and I many times over the years have volunteered at the Who's Shelter and it's just such a wonderful opportunity to just be there with those pe- people who are in need to share a meal, to play with kids. We've even brought our own children along to help make the meal. That's living the Beatitudes right there. Certainly is. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this evening at 6 o'clock, it is an open house for Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Parish in Portland. Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati invites all prospective students, families to walk its hallways, visit the classrooms, and meet the students and faculties. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Patrick, after we check in with the weather, 
We're going to give away some tickets, too, to the Grotto, that Festival of Lights happening. It's going to be a big night at the Grotto tonight, too. The University of Portland's going to have two choirs out there this evening. Nice. So going to be a great night. And uh, if you want to use those tickets tonight, you probably can. But uh, I wouldn't use them this weekend. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be sure. a little wet. It is going to be a little bit wet. We'll check the weather next. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for peace by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit, and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. It is 7.40 here at Mater Day Radio. A series of storm system, systems are moving in. They're going to drop a whole lot of rain on our region for the next few days and snow going to be falling for the Cascade Mountains. A winter storm warning does go into effect for the mountain areas. So if you are heading around the mountain, please check the uh, conditions before you head out. Now, highs in the valley today reaching 44 degrees and 100% chance of rain. Uh, so that sounds like a pretty sure thing. <laughs> it's every day on this forecast, 100% chance of rain. Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> well, overnight, we do cool down to 37 degrees and more rain on Friday. Highs to 50 degrees. So it's going to be a little bit warmer than it's been the last few days, too.
It's still dry in Eugene, cloudy and 38 at St. Paul's. And it is 37 degrees at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. All right, Patrick. Now is the time. Ooh, I'm ready. Giveaway. I love it when we have things to give away. It makes the morning just so much fun. We are going to be giving away right now a family pack of six tickets. Six tickets six. will get you into any day you want at the Grotto's Festival of Lights. Let's get let's go with our fourth caller today. They're already starting in. 888 823 5286 That's the number to call. I'll repeat that again. 888-823-5286. And we are back with the Sisters of the Little Way. I have here in studio Sister Maria Kim, Sister Danielle, and Sister Teresa. Uh, thank you all so much for staying with us uh, during this really important conversation. So Sister Teresa, as you have continued to discern where the Lord is leading all of you in this you know, first steps of starting this new religious community. Where did the Lord lead you in terms of, of what your mission is really going to be? And and also, how how did you end up here in Portland? Yeah, as we all started to feel called to those who are on the fringes of the church, we felt like the Lord had a special love for those who have been abused or wounded or scandalized by members of the church. When you think about that third verb, scandalized, that really includes all Catholics. Right. Um, People have just been very impacted by everything that has happened in the in the waves of the abuse crisis. And so as we thought about those things, we were asking the Lord to really lead us to a bishop who would understand that mission mm-hmm. and feel a personal call related to that mission. And we also wanted to be in an area that would be full of people on the fringes of the church. And yeah. if you think about Portland, 49% are unaffiliated, non-affiliated with any religion. And so that was um, that was actually an attraction for us because wow. those are our people and we feel connected to them in, in, in a special way. And so as we asked around and asked people which bishop might be a good fit for us, mm-hmm. Archbishop Sample's name came up several times. We started to look into things that he had said around the abuse crisis mm-hmm. and he wrote a really powerful letter after the Pennsylvania grand jury report came out. And to us, the way that he spoke about the necessity for not just reparation, but for institutional changes Mm -hmm. to really look deep and not to just institute programs, but to ask ourselves what went wrong here Mm -hmm. and how can we work to address these root issues? We felt like he was someone who got that. And so that's why we approached him. And when we approached him and explained that to him and also said, you know, one of the reasons we want to come here is because 49% of the people of Portland are unaffiliated. He just kind of laughed and said, wow, that's why most people don't want to come right, here. You know? Right. <laughs> so. Well, I, I kind of had the same thought, but for you, that was an attraction. And I, I think that's so beautiful, though. It's an opportunity to, to reach out to those people. And, and I'm so grateful that Archbishop Sample was able to welcome you here because I think it is it is so needed here. And, you know, we've had our own struggles as well here, um, you know, with the abuse crisis as well. And, and that's something that, you know, many people, it, it's in their mind as well. So uh, we're just grateful that that you're all here in this area. 
It's interesting to hear someone from here speak about the community and how it is um, difficult or even what that experience is like, because as someone observing it, it's actually a very rich Catholic mm-hmm. community. And it seems because it's been formed kind of rubbing up against the culture, there's something really human that's coming out of the Catholic community here that is really beautiful. And I think that's something about those who we feel called to draw near to. We also have a need for these people who we feel called to be near because we mm. see Jesus Christ mm. in them. And in a way, Jesus makes himself known to us through their reasons of being away from the church, right. through their pain and suffering mm. and wounds. I mean, they have something really important to share with us. So there's something really beautiful that gets worked out in the kind of the tension of that, that also draws, draws us here into this space. And, and I think that that's really needed. I think a lot of people are, are missing mission through mm-hmm. their baptism and realizing it's not just about doing but it's about being who you are right. in relationship with others. And it's that relationship that is the, the cross mm-hmm. in which we bring people to Christ, you know, like that by being in relationship with those who are other than us, mm-hmm. you know, and we find Christ. So it's a, it's a call to deep contemplation and reflection and examination of our own consciences mm-hmm. to be in relationship with those who have real struggles with the church. Wow. That's so powerful. I I mean, I can tell that you've all been taking this so seriously through this very intense process. I am speaking with the Sisters of the Little Way this morning, and we're hearing about um, just their discernment of their mission um, and their their first steps into forming a religious community here in Oregon. Sister Maria Kim, I wanted to ask you, how do you see this mission that you're all sharing about so beautifully look like for you practically you know what how will you be spending your time in that mission or or is that something that you're still kind of working out yeah you know in a large way we're still kind of working out the practical um incarnation i guess Mm -hmm. you would say of this charism that's been given and the wonderful thing is that jesus is a really good teacher you know and he teaches by the way he lives and so as we contemplate like god's preference You know, we think about how um, he has a preference for the one that was lost among the 99. Mm -hmm. You know, he has the preference for those people that know themselves to need God. So, you know, a sick person knows that they need God. And Jesus says, I'm the physician. You know, a a person who's well doesn't need a physician, but the sick do. And I've come for that for that person. Sure. So we are doing uh, quite a bit, even though we don't know concretely what our mission will concretely look like, but there's so much work involved in (laughs) establishing a religious community. It's kind of ridiculous. (laughs) So so right now we're we're taking classes. We're taking two formal classes in preparation for uh, spiritual direction. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're just getting um, certificates or, or a degree in it. We're taking classes informally with two theologians that are friends of ours. So and two men very much led by the Holy Spirit. And they're in a way they have a a great gift of picking books that are very formative. So we've been working with them. 
And then we have our own personal work. And then we've been doing a lot of kind of structural things to kind of um, establish ourselves as, for example, like a 501c3. Sure. You know, <laughs> and uh, learning all, about grant writing. <laughs> all the really thrilling stuff. That's, right. <laughs> we know about that here, too. <laughs> not glamorous, but it has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And people have been so generous, um, especially the people in the banks, Roy, um, that area, oh. our three parishes. They're they're so supportive. They're like family. And some of them are giving us advice about, you know, how to do really practical things. And although we're between the three of us, we have lots of gifts. There's so much to learn in, in establishing a religious community. So we need a lot of help. I'm glad, though, that that community is there to support you. And for those that don't know, you're staying out in Roy right now. Is that correct? Yes, we're at St. Francis of Assisi. Awesome. And I know I know Bishop Steiner really loves having you all there. Sister Teresa, as you've kind of been going through these formal processes, I'm sure many people will be very interested about, you know, some of those steps. I know, uh, I think I ran into you all at the Rosary Bowl and I saw that you had your new habits and especially your beautiful new blue. They're almost, almost a teal uh, veil. And that was a big step, but can you share about kind of those, some of those big steps that happened for you this fall? Yeah, that's really something that we have had to learn what that really involves. So sometimes people say, well, I don't really understand what is a private association? What exactly are you doing? I mean, our response is, well, we just recently figured this out, sort of, and we're still trying to figure (laughs) it out. So so technically, you know, we left our religious order and our two of us let our vows expire. And Sister Maria Kim had to get dispensation because she was perpetually professed. And so... We were technically without vows and as a private association, which is the very first step in becoming a religious community, you take private vows. And so we asked Archbishop Sample if he would be able to be there. He technically doesn't receive our vows. We're learning all these technicalities. (laughs) It's very interesting. Very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But it it is important for us to, to understand and to communicate to people that we're really not an established religious order. We're not technically, you know, like a Dominican. Sure. We are at the very first stages. But we are really grateful and blessed that we have been welcomed by Archbishop Sample, that we have been able to take private vows. We did that on September 22nd, which is the first day of the novenas to St. Therese. Oh, beautiful. Which it just happened to be that. Archbishop Sample is like, I'm available on this day. And, and oh. we're like, what day is that? Is that a special day? <laughs> and then we realized that that was the first day of the novena to, to Therese. So, yeah, so we're on the beginning of a very long road. It isn't necessarily going to end in mm-hmm. becoming a religious order. That doesn't necessarily happen with these kinds sure. of things, but we're seeing what the Lord does and we're trying to follow his will. I mean, that's what any of us can do. We're, we're trying to stay faithful and follow where the Lord's calling us. And, you know, and, and through that journey, that's where we, where we discover where he's leading. And sometimes we're not quite sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot uh, of uncertainty. Yeah. Well, and, you know, know that all of us, though, here at the radio station, we're all praying for you. We want to support you as, as much as we can. And uh, Sister in terms of how other people can can be part of of supporting you how how can our community support you yeah if you go to our website sistersofthelittleway.com you'll find a page that will tell you different ways that you could support us the biggest way that people could support us is with their prayers especially for the people that we serve because we just have a really delicate mission mm-hmm. and people who are greatly in need 
of being heard and understood. And, and we will also want to raise these voices up so that the church can hear them because we believe that they are really important voices to be heard. So to pray for that mission is the biggest help that we could possibly ask for it from anyone. And we also just want to assure anyone who is listening that we are praying for you, especially if you are struggling with something that has made you to feel like your faith is challenged. We're with you in, in that discouragement and even in that despair. And we are your spiritual sisters, and we ask that you pray for us too. Thank you, sister. That that was just beautiful. And uh, we'll make sure that, that we're praying for all of those that that you are all wanting to serve. And we will be sure to keep you all in our prayers. And uh, we will also link to your website on the podcast of this episode. Uh, so make sure to check that out. And you can follow along with what all of the sisters of the Little Way are doing. And once again, thank you all so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. It is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio. Patrick, it was such a beautiful morning when the sisters were in to record that interview. We are blessed in this archdiocese to have them praying for us. They are something else, and they have this initiative on Memento Mori, mm-hmm. and the artwork that they associate with the order is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. I, I encourage you to check it out. It's really, really something else. So what you just heard was actually just a portion of their conversation. We are going to post the entirety of their discussion. I think it was about 25 or 30 minutes altogether. You're going to find that podcast on our webpage, materdayradio.com. And before we go into the break a big congratulations to maria she is the winner today she is a parishioner of saint stephen's church here in portland she will be getting a six pack of tickets to the grotto festival of lights many people called in yeah you're gonna have many more chances over the next week to try to win those tickets as well Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. 
It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 756 at Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And Pope Francis has confirmed he plans to take away Cardinal Burke's Vatican apartment. More on that just ahead. And in order to meet the gap between funding in Portland public schools, one school board member is suggesting we tap into the kicker. Not a very popular idea, though. I have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. With a Greek name meaning manly, it's hard to ignore the strength and confidence of this saintly man who literally walked with Jesus. Today's saint is none other than the Apostle Andrew. The brother of Simon Peter and a fisherman, Andrew was born and raised in Bethsaida on the Sea of Galilee. And it was along the sea that Jesus was walking when he called both Simon and Andrew to become fishers of men. There's actually a little confusion about when exactly Andrew became a disciple of Jesus. In the Gospel of John, Andrew actually started out as a disciple of John the Baptist and was present at the Jordan when Jesus was baptized. He heard the words John spoke when he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And from that moment on, he decided to become a disciple of Jesus. But it seems that it was not until Jesus called Andrew and his brother at the Sea of Galilee that he truly became a disciple. Either way, it's certain that Andrew was a close apostle of Christ, even acting as a liaison between followers and Jesus himself. He was the one who brought the boy with the loaves and fish to Jesus when the crowds needed to be fed. He was also the one Philip came to first to consult about speaking to Jesus concerning the Greeks who were seeking him. According to tradition, after Jesus' ascension, Andrew went around the shores of the Black Sea in what is now Greece and Turkey to preach the good news. He was martyred by crucifixion in Patras. It's believed that Andrew requested to be crucified on an X-shaped cross called a saltire because he felt unworthy to be crucified in the same way as Jesus. This shape is actually now referred to as St. Andrew's Cross. Originally, his remains were kept in Petrus. Then in 357, the Roman Emperor Constantius II had them transferred to Constantinople. Tradition teaches that St. Regulus received a vision telling him to take Andrew's bones to the ends of the earth. He was to build a shrine for them wherever he was shipwrecked, which happened to be in Fief on the coast of Scotland. Then in 1964, Pope Paul VI had all the relics that had ended up in the Vatican sent to Patras, where the saint had been martyred. Today, most of his relics, including the saltire cross, are kept in the Church of St. Andrew in Patras. The X-shaped cross is featured on the national flag of Scotland and also appears in most of St. Andrew's iconography. Today, we honor St. Andrew as the patron of fishermen and singers. He's also the patron of several places, including Scotland and Patras. May we learn the humility and diligence in seeking the Messiah that Andrew possessed and fearlessly follow him, even when it calls for our personal sacrifice. St. Andrew, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. That is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to access Advent resources, download today our free Hail Mary media app. And you can find the details at matradayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. 
Pope Francis has reportedly confirmed that he plans to take away Cardinal Raymond Burke's Vatican apartment and salary, but denied that he referred to the American prelate as his enemy, according to a web post by papal biographer Austin Ivory. The Pope reportedly announced at a meeting of Vatican heads on November 20th that he intended to take action against Burke, who has publicly criticized some papal initiatives, according to the Italian Catholic news blog Nova Bossa Quadrana, which also reported the news on November 27th. The Associated Press later confirmed the report based on conversations with two anonymous sources. The Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that Burke said he had not been informed of the Pope's intention to take away his apartment and his salary. Days after Portland Public Schools reached a deal with its teachers' union ending the teacher strike, school board members are calling on the state for more funding, arguing that the labor standoff was exacerbated by the district's budget constraints. During the legislative session earlier this year, the state approved $10.2 billion for Oregon public schools over the next two-year budget cycle, which aligns with the 2023-24 and 24-25 school years. And that's the biggest pot of funding the state has ever given its public schools, but some education officials and advocates were quick to declare that it still wasn't enough, pointing to a 2022 report from Oregon's Quality Education Commission that calculated schools should receive almost $11.9 billion, nearly $2 billion more than what they ultimately got. Multiple PPS school board members called on the state to provide more funding and board member Andrew Scott added that lawmakers should re-examine the Kicker Fund, a state program that sends excess revenue back to taxpayers if personal income tax revenues exceed projections by at least 2% during a budget cycles. Experts told local news the idea of getting rid of the Kicker refund. It's incredibly unpopular among taxpayers. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's the understatement of the morning there. A 39-year-old Salem man was arrested after a day-long standoff at a Salem home following a domestic disturbance report early yesterday morning, according to Kaiser and Salem Police. According to the Kaiser Police Department, officers responded shortly after 6.30 yesterday morning to a home in North Kaiser after the report of a domestic disturbance. Allegedly, a man went to his girlfriend's home where the couple got into an argument. During the fight, the man allegedly strangled and then assaulted the woman and then left before police arrived. The man returned to his Salem home near Pine Street Northeast and Cherry Avenue Northeast, where law enforcement tried to contact him. The man did not cooperate with police and tactical units were dispatched to the scene. Police determined there were four children and a 42-year-old woman in the house with the man. The man is now facing charges that include strangulation, fourth-degree felony domestic assault, second-degree criminal mischief, felon in possession of a firearm, and resisting arrest. Wow. Japan has asked the U.S. to suspend all non-emergency V-22 Osprey flights over its territory after one fell into the sea on Wednesday in western Japan, marking the country's first fatal U.S. military plane crash in five years. The U.S. Air Force said the cause of the mishap during a routine training mission, which killed at least one person, is currently unknown. Search and rescue operations to find the remaining seven crew are still ongoing. 
The Japan Self-Defense Forces, which also operates Ospreys, will suspend flights of the transport aircraft until the circumstances of the incidents are clarified, another defense ministry official said. Now, witnesses said the aircraft's left engine appeared to be on fire as it approached an airport for an emergency landing in clear weather and light winds. Now, developed by Boeing and Bell Helicopter, the hybrid V-22, which um, flies, uh, takes off like a helicopter and lands like a helicopter, then rotates its propellers to fly like a plane. In sports, after missing more than three weeks because of a collapsed lung, former trailblazer and wine entrepreneur and current New Orleans Pelicans guard C.J. McCollum made his return to the lineup last night against the Philadelphia 76ers, scoring 20 points in a 124-114 win. McCollum played 18 minutes, shooting 7 of 16 from the field, adding 5 assists, and he added, I felt like a kid again. It's good to, good to see CJ back. Hey. I'm a big big fan of his, even though he's not with the Blazers anymore. But he spends a lot of time here in the area. He's got some vineyards over in the McMinnville area. And, uh, yeah, it's great to see he came back from that. That's that's huge to have a collapsed lung and still come back mm. and, and drop 20 points. Oh, wow. <laughs> great. Great to hear that. Each year, many Catholics around the world prepare for the birth of Jesus by praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. The Christmas Novena begins on the Feast of St. Andrews, which is always on November 30th, and that is today. So today begins this Novena. Now, the prayers do not contain any reference to St. Andrew, but only use his feast day as the starting point. Now, one of the reasons for this starting point is that Advent always begins on the Sunday closest to November 30th. The first day of Advent is coming up this Sunday. So that marks the Advent season. Now, the prayer itself is entirely focused on Christmas and pictures the night of Jesus' birth with beautifully poetic language. Now, here's a part of that prayer. And it says, Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. Wow. I mean, just saying that just like, it, it puts you in that setting. It really does. It takes you right there. 15 times a day, Brenda. 15 times a day. That's right. It is customarily prayed that much, but in reality, it can be prayed once a day or maybe uh, just like five at a time, several times throughout the day. Your Hail Mary media app will <laughs> set those reminders for you to pray that. And according to Catholic Company, while the origins of this prayer are unknown, it is over 100 years old at least may have come from Ireland. So the St. Andrew Christmas Novena is a beautiful way to prepare your heart for Christmas, looking forward to his coming while also recalling the humble conditions of his birth. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 7.30 a.m. is Catholic Medical Association Portland Guild Mass and meeting at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. Monsignor O'Connor will celebrate Mass at 7.30, followed by a discussion of the article entitled Physician Ownership for the Virtuous Practice of Medicine. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Brenda, do you like pineapple? Uh, 
I actually do love pineapple. Well, you are going to be in hog heaven because the Pineapple Express is coming in strong. It's going to be wet and rainy. We'll check that weather forecast next. And we'll hear from our good friend Ashley Michike about retiring when spouses' ages are different. That's just ahead at MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Meanwhile, at Matraday Radio, we're gearing up for a new year filled with hope and promise. No matter what lies ahead of us, we want to be united with Christ through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's why Matraday Radio has crafted a special gift just for you, our 2024 Marian calendar. Check your mailbox because we're sending you an uplifting reminder of all the days ahead to celebrate Our Lady. Matraday Radio's 2024 Marian calendar features beautiful artwork encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days. Put it in your home, office, or anywhere you might need some spiritual inspiration. It's our way of thanking you for more than 34 years of your generous, prayerful support for Matraday Radio and the Hail Mary Media app. Look out for your 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 8-11 at Matraday Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat and Pineapple Express time. Yep, after 10 a.m. we're going to see lots of rain, a 100% chance of rain, and that's in the forecast all the way through the weekend. Snow level, though, will be rising from 2,400 feet to 3,100 feet, but there will be snow in the passes on the uh, eastern side of the state. High today near 39, and again, 100% chance of rain. Currently, it is 36 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church up in Woodland. And 35 at Our Lady of Lavang in Happy Valley, where they're getting ready for the Healing the Whole Person Conference tonight. 
Well, of course, recently here on the Morning Blend, we said goodbye to our longtime Morning Blend show host, David Endress. And it was in no small part to the grand advice from our good friend Ashley Mishike from True North Retirement Advisors. Did he take in all that great advice? Yes. He set out to a fantastic retirement. Ashley Mishike is CEO of True North Retirement. Joining us today to continue this tradition of great advice. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brenda, and I apologize. I'm so sorry my advice led to David leaving. I miss him. (laughs) Oh, we all miss him for sure. And like you said in that last show and your message, he had not done such a good job in planning for his retirement. But it's great to know that you are there to help your clients to look forward to these years. And many of us do, and we want to make sure that we are ready, ready for anything that might come along. But something that people may not be thinking about right away is, you know, couples come together, they have this wonderful life. But if there are years between when one spouse will retire and the other, there's some important considerations to look at. And that was one of your recent topics on your podcast. So tell our listeners a little bit about what are some of the challenges that they need to think about if they're retiring, say, just maybe a couple of years apart, or maybe if that gap is even greater. Yes. Well, I think that there's a lot of different considerations. And the, the first one, probably because it impacts almost every couple, is Social Security. So when I talk about age gap, usually a five-plus year age gap between spouses um, is, is where you want to really start to think through some of these things. And and the longer that age gap is, um, the the more impactful some of these items could be. So, for example, Social Security, it may make sense to wait a little bit longer because every month that you wait to start taking Social Security, you'll lock in a higher benefit. Now, you, you can't go past age 70. You have to start taking it then. But if you can wait a little bit longer, um, it, it's helpful because statistically, especially with most couples, I, I find... I don't know about you, Brenda, but it's usually the husband who's older and the wife who's younger. Sure. And so, you know, and men, uh, women are more likely to outlive men anyways, even at the same age. So I had a client, um, she's since passed away, but she outlived her husband by 40 years. Wow. <laughs> and so, you know, we want to think about the fact that it's very likely that one spouse is going to outlive the uh, the other, especially if it's a younger wife spouse who outlives her husband. Um, and so we have to plan ahead for that in a variety of areas. But the first thing I would think about is Social Security, just because it impacts so many people. And if you can lock in that higher benefit when you pass, and assuming your spouse is still alive, they're going to benefit from that because their income will be higher than it otherwise would have been had you taken it earlier. So that's just one example. But, you know, there's a multitude of other um, examples too. Like, for example, if you are fortunate enough to still have a pension, mm-hmm. um, the the you want to very carefully consider the the uh, decision regardless. But, you know, there's different survivor options uh, with pretty much any pension these days. And so if if you're the one with the pension and your spouse is going to likely uh, keep needing that income after you pass, then you want to make sure that you're choosing the survivor option that's going to provide that income to them. So those are just a couple of um, important examples. 
Ashley, for a couple who recognizes that there there are some years between them, they are starting to think maybe within the next 10 years or so that retirement will be upon them. Are there scenarios or ways that they can work out scenarios, meaning that let's say the, the husband's going to retire, but the wife's not quite there yet, that they can look at what it would take for them to maybe retire at the same time. Maybe they want to hit the road, start traveling while they're still feeling healthy and active versus maybe saying, well, if you retire first, then it's going to take me a couple more years to get to where we need to be. Are there ways that a couple can work out the different scenarios to see what their retirement looks like? Yes, absolutely. Um, And there are a few basic resources available online to to do that and and kind of do an analysis um and if listeners are you know if you're working with a financial advisor most of them have the capabilities to kind of model that for you i'm actually working with a client right now where there's a 10-year age gap between the spouses and the younger spouse is going to work longer and it's a it's it's one of the biggest benefits of having an an age gap is if one of the spouses works um when the other reti- when the older spouse retires because you have that income and that would allow you to do things like delaying social security um and uh, you know depending on what their income is, if they have the ability to work part-time, maybe you could still do those fun things together um, that you enjoy doing. So the the biggest drawback, though, of a, of a younger couple with retirement is if they do retire at the same time, you need to make sure that, that whatever savings you have are going to last for you know, potentially much longer. So if the age gap is significant, you know, more than five or even 10 years, you might be looking at a 40 plus year retirement rather than a 25 Mm -hmm. or a 30 year for most people. So making your money last for four decades is a real challenge. Um, But that's a, that's a realistic scenario for couples who do have an age gap that is significant, who then want to also retire at the same time. Ashley Mishike is joining the Morning Blend once again with just outstanding retirement advice and just a reminder of things that we all need to be considering as we head into these retirement years. Another important thing to consider with an age gap, especially if you're thinking about one like you had mentioned your client with a 10-year age gap, long-term care. Because the possibility that uh, one spouse could be taking care of the other for a long term or even needing more specialized care, that's also going to have to work its way into the discussion. What do they need to remember about long-term care? Yeah, long-term care is a big one because it can be very expensive, especially if one of the spouses ends up needing um you know, skilled nursing care, if they have, if they end up having dementia or Alzheimer's, you know, those are the, those are the most expensive scenarios. But yeah, the, the main um, consideration is always to keep in mind that with an age gap, the younger spouse is much likely to outlive the older spouse. So we have to provide financially for the younger spouse. And so it's even more important that you have long-term care that way if the if the older spouse gets um, sick and needs potentially years of expensive care, that it's not going to drain the finances for the younger spouse. I actually had a situation happen like that uh, a few years ago. But I would also lump in 
long-term care with life insurance. So life mm-hmm. insurance becomes even more important um, when there's an age gap. And also making sure that your ducks are in a row with the estate planning and wills and, and things like that. Um, and and sort of related to that, too, is if, if one of the spouses is doing all of the financial stuff, so like, you know, bank accounts and bill paying and all of that, and the other spouse is completely in the dark, that can be very traumatic when the if the older spouse dies first and they were the one who were handling all of the finances. So you want to make sure that you're communicating more about finances and that the other, both spouses know, here are where all our bank accounts are. These are all of our recurring bills. These are, you know, just those things that, you know, one of the spouses tends to always just handle themselves and the other spouse tends to be in the dark and we want to avoid the chaos that can uh, ensue for the surviving spouse when the other one passes. Mm. Ashley, and just hearing you talk, that also just brings to mind, even in my own discussion with my brothers and my parents, that it's important to let your family members know, an aging couple, they need to let their family, their children know, or those that will help be, you know, that will be the executors of their estate in the future, that they can find all of this information as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I encourage all my clients to basically create, it's like a table of contents. And so you pr- create a list of, of all of the accounts or insurance policies, bank accounts, everything. Um, and then you can you can keep a copy in your safe or safe deposit box or something like that. And then you say, look, here's where all, here's where my assets are. Um, and then that way, the insurance policies that you did pay into for years don't get forgotten about by your spouse or your heirs. Mm, good thinking. Ashley, you think of everything and we appreciate that so much. And thank you so much for talking to us today and helping us plan ahead. Thank you so much, Brenda. It was a real pleasure. And again, that is Ashley Mishake. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. If you want to listen to this podcast again or to find out more information from True North, I will be sure to add a link on the podcast of this interview. You're going to find that link at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 822 at Montreux Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And, you know, Brenda, I don't know about you, but we did a lot of shopping for Thanksgiving. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. shopping. And there was not a square inch in that refrigerator that didn't have something <laughs> oh, in it, goodness. which was quite a blessing. It, it was incredible. But I know there's more shopping going on, you know, between now and Christmas and, and getting ready throughout the holidays and the Advent season. So when you're shopping, do you you know that you can benefit Mater Day Radio. It's really simple. Shop for the cause. Shop for the cause. All you got to do is sign up for the uh, Fred Meyer Community Rewards Program, and it's very simple to do. All the details are waiting for you at MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. 
Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and there is a new King of the Beavers. We'll tell you more about the new coach in Corvallis just ahead. And Pope Francis taking care of himself with acute bronchitis. But that's not slowing him down in meeting with so many people today. I'll have an update on his condition as well. All of that coming up in three minutes. This is Dave Moore and Song of Victory. You are listening to The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, hailing from Corpus Christi, Texas. That is Dave Moore. Song of Victory. It's 8.30. And in your news this morning, Pope Francis told health care professionals on Thursday that he has very acute infectious bronchitis and was advised not to travel to Dubai to avoid the extreme change in temperature. Despite feeling under the weather, the Pope maintained a very full schedule on Thursday with nine official meetings scheduled for the morning, including an audience with the International Theological Commission, bishops from Canada, and German Bishop Heiner Wilmer. The Vatican has described the Pope's health condition as influenza with lung inflammation that has caused some of his breathing difficulties. Bronchitis is a different but common complication of influenza that can cause a nagging cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, and chest pain. Former United States Secretary of State Henry Kissinger has died at the age of 100. Kissinger died at his home in Connecticut yesterday, according to his consulting agency. The cause of death was not released. Kissinger was born in southern Germany in 1923 and became one of the most celebrated U.S. statesmen in modern times, helping former President Richard Nixon establish U.S. relations with China, negotiating the 1973 ceasefire with North Vietnam, reaching Cold War detente and arms agreements with the Soviet Union, and conducting shuttle diplomacy to defuse Middle East tension. Kissinger at the same time was intensely controversial and a lightning rod for critics of Nixon's foreign policy, particularly in the conduct of the Vietnam War and its expansion into Cambodia. The Healing the Whole Person Retreat begins today. Renowned speaker and authors Dr. Bob Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and Bart Schutz will be leading the conference happening at Our Lady of LeBang in Happy Valley. Monsignor John Syak joined Archbishop Sample recently on Voice of the Shepherd with more details. Uh, what I found in, in Dr. Bob's work is excellent synthesis of good psychology and good spiritual uh, theology and 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 the and the church and the sacraments and the churches so he's he's made this nice integration and to be able to present to people in a way that that makes sense to them even if you don't have a background in any of this and 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 i i myself experienced the the benefit of of his approach this format helps participants to see and experience god's healing love through teaching prayer personal reflection adoration, and the sacraments. Now, Sacred Heart in Medford, Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove, and Star of the Sea in Brookings will live stream the conference in English, and St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield will have a Spanish-language live stream. The Pastoral Center of Christ the King Cathedral in Loikau, Myanmar, was bombed on Sunday and occupied by the Burmese military the next day, according to reporting by the news arm of the Pontifical Mission Societies. Though no one was killed in the bombing, the Pastoral Center's ceiling collapsed, and Bishop Celso Basque and the 80 refugees taking shelter in the church were forced to flee, per the Hong Kong Catholic News Service, UCA News. Sui said in a statement that the Bernese army tried to take Christ the King Cathedral three different times before finally occupying it. Pope Francis renewed his previous calls for peace in Myanmar in a November 19th Angelus statement at St. Peter's Square. 
Multnomah County's crisis of slow ambulance response escalated earlier this month when Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson decided to fine ambulance provider AMR over half a million dollars for late arrivals. The conflict, a concern for anyone in Multnomah County when they call 911, has been building for 18 months as AMR has repeatedly missed contractual standards for how quickly... Ambulance crews are required to respond to emergency calls. A nationwide shortage of paramedics is at the heart of the problem, but it's not the only issue. The biggest point of contention between AMR and Multnomah County is how to staff each ambulance. County leaders, including longtime EMS medical director Dr. John Jui, swear by the current two paramedic system. Paramedics are more qualified and experienced than EMTs, and Jui said that in a city like Portland, that matters. However, it's much more common throughout the country for ambulances to be staffed with one paramedic and one EMT. When paramedics are scarce and EMTs are easier to to both find and employ, AMR leadership says relaxing the two paramedic requirement would increase the number of available crews. In sports, there is a new king of the hill in Corvallis. A new era is beginning for Oregon State football. The university officially introduced Trent Bray as the Beavers' new head coach during a press conference yesterday, just a few days after the sudden departure of Beavers coach Jonathan Smith. Two years ago, Bray was named the interim defensive coordinator with the Beavers. Now he's in charge in Corvallis. Bray also said in the press conference yesterday that he will not be coaching in the Beavers' upcoming bowl game as he wants to focus his efforts on recruiting both players and coaches for his new staff. Parishioners at St. Joseph Parish in Vancouver collected more than 200 coats this fall to help their homeless neighbors stay warm this winter. Sharon Barracks, who started Coats of Kindness at the parish, said, So many of us are so blessed compared to many other people in the world, and being able to share our blessings, thinking of others, is so important. For years, Barracks said she had wanted to collect coats to help people in need, especially cold weather gear for children, but she struggled to figure out where the need existed, how to collect donations, and the delivery logistics. The answer became clear when her husband, Jeff, started volunteering with the Winter Hospitality Overflow Shelter, an interfaith community-supported program in Clark County. Now, known as WHO, the program offers overflow shelters for families and individuals from November through March, according to its website. With volunteers from churches and other organizations, the shelters at two Lutheran churches offer a warm place to sleep, a hot shower, and a meal. Now, the momentum increased when Jane Seidel, who oversees the overflow shelter for families and individuals, agreed to accept coats that are clean and in good repair. And St. Joseph's Parish agreed to support the ministry. After advertising collection dates in the parish bulletin, the couple set out collection boxes at the church. Jeff picked up and brought home the donations to the couple's home where Sharon sorted through the coats, cleaned them as needed, and plied her needle to make some minor repairs. Now, Coats of Kindness is wrapped up for this year, Barrick said, but next year she might try expanding it to other local parishes if she gets herself a little bit of help. I hope she does. That is fantastic. What a great program that is. You know, just to have the Lord touch her hearts and for her to act on that. Wow. That's it. Yeah. She she felt the call 
and she acted. Perfect. And on December 9th at 6 a.m., it is the 8th Annual Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. It is happening at St. Stephen's Catholic Church here in Portland. Featured speaker are Dr. Dan Schneider, Father Lawrence Carney, Father Dale Tuckerman, and Mike Coco. These inspiring talks will motivate husbands, fathers, and sons to be the godly men they are called to be. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to our community calendar, MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, hopefully by the time uh, the conference rolls around next weekend, we will be out of the rain, but we are going to be in for the Pineapple Express. Should be arriving sometime after 10 o'clock this morning, and uh, we have a 100% chance of rain right after that. The snow level going to rise from 2,400 feet to 3,100 feet, so if you're a skier, that's good. Good news. High today should reach 39 and then rain tonight. The slow level dropping down to about 2,800 feet, but the temperature rises to 40 overnight. So temperature going up, rain coming down, and uh, right now it's still dry out there, but the rain is on the way. It's uh, 36 at St. Paul in Silverton. So, Patrick, you have just come back from your Thanksgiving vacation. Now, when you before you left, you had talked about a uh, buffet that you were going to. And in that buffet, it had something that I had never heard before, but I 100 percent got behind to want to try. It was jalapeno encrusted pork loin. Oh, did you have a chance to get that? I, two servings, yeah. <laughs> of course. It was delicious. I also went with the traditional turkey and dressing, and the ham was delicious. But that pork loin was tremendous. I have to tell you, though, Brenda, uh, unusual, but the star of the show on Thanksgiving was quinoa salad. What? Quinoa salad. Interesting. With cherry tomatoes cucumber, purple onion, and a little bit of olive kind of mixed in there just to give that little something. And I got to talking to the chef because I was just so, it was so delicious. I had to get the recipe and he told me the secret, little, little bit of olive oil. He said, don't overdo the olive oil, but make sure you include some red wine vinegar. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so I'm eager to make that this weekend. I, I I just but I couldn't believe it. You know, the star of Thanksgiving dinner was quinoa salad. That sounds very Portland, <laughs> that, but I was in Texas that eating does this. Does sound yeah. very Portland? But yeah, the uh, jalapeno encrusted pork loin was out of this world. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It was it was just. Really uh, a a full meal, delicious, but even better was to be with family, you know, and to share that. We went to mass before and it was a very special day. Oh, wonderful. Well, it was also a very special day. You posted a picture of yourself on your uh, 5K that you ran. It looks like you survived that well enough also. I did. Now, I didn't post that. You know, I'm not on social media anymore. I got off. It's almost going on two years now. I believe it was uh, your family member. It was then my that had sister <laughs> who wanted to embarrass me, but I did survive. I survived the race, made made the uh, turkey trot, uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Then we did a 6K last Monday, my just my sister and I. She's she's a big marathoner. She's really serious about about all these races, and uh, I think I got the bug, Brenda. Um, Did you? <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. There's a Providence is doing their Heart to Start. Uh, 10K, which will be coming up uh, the Saturday after Valentine's Day. And that uh, training actually starts this Saturday. 
they're going to do it outside, so I'm not sure if it's going to start Saturday or not. <laughs> but I'm oh. eager eager to do that. So I'm already going from 5K to 10K. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited about it. That's a great way to kind of get that started and keep it rolling. It's one thing to, to train for one thing, and then if you don't get another kind of, you know, uh, race or something in the books to come up you tend to want to you know slough off a little bit but that is just a great way no sloughing going no No sloughing a friend of my sister's who's another big runner told me ah you got the bug you got the bug. You're infected now. <laughs> you and they're right. They're oh. right. I want you to get that first one and get the little little medal and the you know, you have your bib that you wear with the number on it and everything. Yeah, I think I'm hooked, Brenda. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Well, following Thanksgiving, which typically is the case, is that we move right into Advent. Yeah, but- Sunday. But the Sunday after Thanksgiving was the Feast of Christ the King. Mm-hmm. It was the liturgical uh, end of the of the year. And this Sunday begins the new liturgical year, the first Sunday All of right, Advent. Sure. So we, uh, the, the priests, will be wearing their Advent purple. Oh, and we yeah. will be traveling through these Advent weeks. Now, we you, you look around and you recognize... Christmas is everywhere. It's yeah. on on the TV. It's on the radio. But as Catholics, we need to really pause and recognize this liturgical season of Advent. And then when we get to Christmas, well, then we keep the party going, oh, right? Yes, For a long do. time. Christmas is not a single day. It's another full season in our liturgical calendar. So I thought today for our second cup, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about this Advent season and how to help your kids. And I'm going to put myself in that category to really focus this time away from the sparkle. And I'll admit, I spent a little time last night looking at more Christmas lights that I wanted to put on my Christmas tree. (laughs) And I finally went, no, I got to stop. Because this is the Advent season right now. And so I thought if you have kids at home who are getting all excited about what Santa is going to bring them and you want to help pull them into this liturgical season of Advent, I thought we'd spend a little bit of time about how you can help your kids recognize this Advent season in a wonderful way. Now, first of all, you should have every home, whether you have children or not, should have an Advent wreath. Three purple candles, one rose candle, or as my daughter liked to call it, I get the pink one. Uh, you <laughs> Not know, pink, rose. It's rose colored, right? And that's for the third Sunday, Gaudete Sunday. Uh-huh. And so there are wonderful family prayer pamphlets that will help you pray every day of Advent. Let one, you can light the candle and then through dinner and then every week, you know, have the kids lead the prayer. They can take turns in blowing out the candles, but that really helps draw them into that time because they know what's coming up. It's time to light that candle. So they want to gather around. They want to do that. Uh, And then in our household, it worked out perfectly. We have four kids. And so each one got to light their candle. And my daughter, the third daughter, who was always so excited, Gaudete Sunday, the pink one, was always (laughs) the one that she got to listen to. So one of the things also they recommend, and we do here at Mater Day Radio, beginning next week, we're going to start including Advent music into uh-huh. the Morning Blend lineup. Maybe hold off on all of that Christmas music. There are beautiful Advents. 
songs available that kind of lead you into this Advent season. And here at Mantra Day Radio, we're not going to be playing Christmas music. We have Advent music available. Kind of hard to find Advent music, but we can. Oh, oh, come Emmanuel. There's there's more songs than that, but that that's that's the one. That's the one. And you know, I hear that it just it stirs my heart. Mm-hmm. And the old antithons are coming up, that's which I right. love that tradition as well. And uh, I'm going to be talking to the monks down at Mount Angel Abbey about that. We're going to be working on a project for the old antithons, so that'll be exciting. But uh, yeah, Advent's is very special season. And mm-hmm. as you said, if you observe it correctly, it makes Christmas even more meaningful because that is a huge celebration. It's not just one day. We celebrate a Christmas season and an octave of Christmas that that follows as well. So, you know, make make the most of Christmas by celebrating Advent. Another beautiful way that kids love to celebrate Advent is the use of an Advent calendar. Uh-huh. Now, I used to have one where you would open up a little door each day and it would it would talk about the story of Christmas and it would be one for every day of the month of December. Now, I had to put this one up high on my refrigerator because if little hands got a hold of it, <laughs> they'd want to open up each one. Now, I made sure to also, I didn't get any of the advent calendars that had the little treat inside. Now, I know some people do and you can find them around, but I wanted to make sure that they recognize that there is a type of penitential kind of feel during the advent season. Not like it is during Lent. That is one of the pillars during Lent is that penitential act. But we do and can spend time during this advent season just really embracing uh, this act of sacrifice. Give something up. And oh. You might want to give up some of those chocolate treats that you would ordinarily partake in. Maybe some Christmas cookies that you want to eat. Well, maybe hold off on that. Offer that up for this advent season. One of the things that we like to do, Brenda, is uh, with the crutch and the manger scene is take the wise men and move them far away in the room. And then each day, just move them a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer as they, you know, they're approaching, approaching Jesus, following the star. And that that's kind of fun to do as as they move across the room. I think the kids like that. I did when I was a kid. I thought it was always kind of cool. And then we waited until Christmas Day before we put the the, the Christ child into the manger. Exactly. Yeah, we kept him kind of reserved. And then on Christmas Day, it was a big deal. My, and I have to say there were some battles between my sister and I as to <laughs> who, who was going to put baby Jesus in the manger. Uh, I don't <laughs> heated arguments. I'll say, but okay. uh, it was very special. And I still carry those memories now uh, uh, of that, that special childhood moving, moving the wise men across the room and then putting the baby Jesus in on Christmas morning. So I have seen this uh, happening with different people. They have talked about this and I think this is a great idea too for kids. How about a, a good, deed hay. Now here's the idea behind this. Now you can use like yellow construction paper and you're going to cut it into strips. Now for kids, for every time you do something good, you, you pick up some toys without being asked or you go out and feed the dogs and take care of the, your pets without having your parents, you know, nag you. They would never nag, but without being asked, you know those chores. Well, every time you do something good like that, write it on one of those strips of yellow paper and place that in your creche on the little manger. So that way, come Christmas morning, 
when the Christ child is placed in the manger in your crushing? Well, it will be because of he'll be it'll be softened because of all of the good deed hay that you have done over Genius. the Advent seniors. Genius. Is that fabulous? Oh, that's good. I, th- really. <laughs> I thought now there are some creative moms there. I want to say maybe Emily Jaminette had first talked about ah, that. And I went, that's a good one. Christmas hay. Christmas hay. Good uh-huh. deed hay. So that might be one of those ways that you're going to do that. So, And then, of course, there are just so many books, wonderful books that you can read every day. You know, just sitting, you know, in front of your crash, reading a story about the Christ child, maybe a story about the little star, or I think there's even maybe a donkey that protects uh, Mary oh, yeah. as they're heading into Bethlehem. There's just such beautiful books available and stories of the saints too. St. Nicholas, you know, on December, what is it, December 6th? That's right. It's the face of St. Nicholas. Many families do their stockings on that day. So or the, shoes. Or the shoes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. So anyway, just wonderful, wonderful opportunities there. So, well, Patrick, you know, we have been talking throughout the last week, and we've been thanking Aaron for all of his extra effort. Gremlins. I call them, have been in our system. They've gotten a hold of our system again today. So that is why we're kind of stuck here. We've been talking a little bit longer, but I think now we're going to try to end our show. We're going to move to relevant radio. So that way on our nine o'clock hour, we'll be ready to go. And we're going to go downstairs and uh, get rid of the gremlins. Let's do it. Let's uh, exercise the demons. All right. I think that would be an excellent (laughs) idea. Thank you so much for listening to the morning blend today. It is Thursday. That means if we get the gremlins out, live with passion is coming on this evening with Father Cedric. And I'm going to say it's good to be back home, Brenda. Despite the troubles, it is very wonderful to be back home. And uh, thank you for, for welcoming me back with open arms. All right. And we'll be back tomorrow on the morning blend. Have a very blessed day.